Hi, I'm Simon. Hi, I'm Erica. And this is Drunk Logic. Just another podcast. In one. Yes, well done. Mm-hmm. I'm so just like, oh, are we gonna fuck it up? Are we gonna fuck it up? No. Yay. All right. Well done. I've got cue cards ready to go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a, tele- a teleprompter now. We've moved, we're moving up in the world, folks. We're moving up. Um, so yes, welcome. Welcome. Welcome to Drunk Logic. We've had a bit of a of a little hiatus. Um, I think that we're back. And I think that I think that I think that we're gonna be back for good. I think so, because I think congratulations are in order because you've handed in your PhD. I have. I have. I have finished my PhD thesis. And uh, yeah, so I've got a lot of um, got a lot of free time all of a sudden. Whipping the podcast into shape. Yeah, we've just sort of been brainstorming and sort of just thinking about, um, you know, just what, what do we want this to look like? What do we want this podcast to look like? What direction to take in? And we've yeah. decided to keep it exactly the same as before at the moment. Exactly the same. We're exactly the same. Yeah, we are onto something, except now we're going to be bringing in some guests. Mm. We're going to see, you know, we, you know, we, you and I work well together. You know, over the next few episodes, we're going to see how we work with other people. Definitely. So It'll be fun. So. Every episode has a beverage. This one is no exception. Simon, what have we got today? Today we have Thatcher's Cloudy Lemon Cider, zingy and refreshing, made with real lemons. So Thatcher's is a cider-making family established in 1904, so a nice bit of heritage there. And uh, I saw this in the summer, and I fancied it. Didn't drink it. And now we are in the midst of uh, January. It is still in date. I just checked. <laughs> when you said that, I was like, oh, wait a second. Is this expired cider? Do you know what? <laughs> like, I, it's buy, not. I, I do buy beer and stuff for guests. And the amount of time, especially with lockdowns and stuff, that the, the beer is just out of date. But my brother oh, Reese no. drinks it regardless. He's like, the date's not a problem with beer. Yeah, anyway. he's here to party. He's here to Cheers. fucking party. Cheers. L'chaim. Hang on. It's slow today. I'm not sure. Oh, God. I don't think I like that. I'm going to go back for a second one. It didn't sit sit quite right on the palate. I mean, of all the fruits to mix with a cider, I don't think lemon's the one. It's not the one. It's not, not the one. one. This is um. Ooh. Should we come back for our rating at the end? <laughs> Let's not reveal all right now. Yeah. Let's keep the listeners guessing. Okay, I'm gonna keep sipping this. Um, I don't think I'm enjoying it though, but I can't stop sipping it. <laughs> mm. I'm trying to figure it out, like by taste, but like you know, like um. You've got to be exposed to something to sort of overcome it, exposure therapy to it. So I'm just sort of trying to work it out. I mean, the red wall cider was so good. Mm. That was like life-changing good. And then when this I go for fruity actually... ones, I think Copperberg and Old Moot have really set the bar high with like interesting flavors. Yeah, definitely. But um, mm. <sighs> okay, well, watch gonna... watch your space. We're going to have to power through this. So, Erica, you mentioned a special guest. Who who yes. we got coming up? So today, um, the big topic today is food. And we're going to be talking uh, to a, a well-regarded chef um, in the Cardiff area. And he's your brother. Yeah, my kid so brother, brother Nathan. Yeah, so your brother Nathan's coming on uh, to talk to us about chefing and food and who knows what other garbage. I'm sure we'll talk about football. Um, it is transfer deadline day. Um, so, so yeah, so looking forward, looking forward to having that. Now, the, the cool thing about, I, I'm friends with your brothers, um, and uh, but I've never actually 
heard them speak. Um, so it's going to be like, like, I, I don't know what to expect. I mean, I've heard your impressions of them um, and it's your impressions make, they make your, they don't make your brother Nathan sound very intelligent. <laughs> um, but I also don't think that they sound like you at all. I don't think that your brothers sound like you at all. You have very, um, you have a very unique and lovely voice. Um, so so, yeah, so I'm looking forward to actually having a, an actual conversation um, with Nathan, uh, who, you know, I do talk to quite a lot. Probably, I probably talk to your brothers more than you do at this point. Yeah, um, I, think, I think they probably like me more than than you. Yeah, I think t- time's <laughs> the factor there. Um, you know, with your PhD hand in, you've got that little bit of time in your hands, whereas, yeah, it's just. You know what? Saying that, saying that, like when I was like sort of in the middle of like the incredibly stressful, stressful period, your brothers would sort of like pop on and send me messages. And because they don't like, you know, they don't know me like, like, you know me. And so they would just sort of come out with like random shit. And, uh, and it honestly, it was, it was so great because they really cheered me up and just got me to like total, totally out of that, that punishing academic zone with just random weird shit. Um, so I am, I am quite, they, they did, they did really help me out. Um, That's good to hear. They, they will think that, you know, they'll tell me to fuck off because I'm being sloppy. So, yeah, but I appreciate them. Money so. well spent on my part. Oh, you paid them. You yeah. paid them. You're paying them to be nice to me. Right, yeah. right, right, right. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. That's only fair. That's only fair. So, so since, my, since my mother, since my mother pays you to be nice to me as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's kind of an exchange program we've got going on. Yeah. <laughs> right. So without further ado, should we get Nathan on? Should we have an influencer audition first? Oh, okay. Okay, we can keep him waiting. We'll keep him. We'll keep him. We'll keep him waiting. I, I, I'm, I'm, um, I, I'm, I'm ready to be. I'm ready to be influenced, Simon. What have you got today? So, so people, we've got something very special today. Very exciting. So what I'm bringing you today is, it's not just a product. It's a philosophy. It is science. It is revolutionary. And it is amazing. So the product and the brand I am influencer and auditioning today is footprint insole technology or fp insoles so these are some really awesome shoe insoles you can buy you can also buy trainers as well which come with the insoles put in and basically they're super absorbent like shock absorbent now i'll post some videos afterwards gladly showing you how awesome these insoles are so these insoles are probably no, you know, you can get different thicknesses go with your feet and the properties they've got really absorb. So the, the videos they've got are like um, bowling balls being dropped on breeze box and breaking them. And you put an insole in the middle and it will absorb the impact, keeping the breeze block to the point, you know, people like to, um, pro skateboarders like Tony Hawk and other pro skateboarders use them in their shoes to help absorb the impact from you know, all these down steps or vert, um, the Cirque du Soleil um, team all have them inside their shoes to help them, you know, take the impact of all the stunts they're doing. And that's the reason I've got them too. Though I'm not Cirque du Soleil, I'm not a skateboarder. I like technology. So I've got these insoles and they actually saved me because I fell off a ladder um, back last year. And thankfully the shoes I had on had these insoles in and my leg break could have been a lot worse without these insoles. Um, I've also got some trainers, which are very, very snazzy. You know, you, you, you're already thinking that oh, these are perfect. How could they be even better? Well, they are so amazing, the guys at FP Insoles, that NASA have used the technology they've made, like, in the space program. So the technology, it wasn't even NASA technology, it was NASA, like, up, like they bought it on board. So somewhere in NASA, they're using this amazing technology and essentially what they've managed to do using science is get you know this this moldable compound and when it and comes under impact it will cushion and absorb in a way that is amazing so um yeah you can get them on fp insoles you can just google it 
Um, they've got a UK site where this selection is limited. They've got a European site where it's a bit more and you get the American site. Um, and they've got an amazing range of shoes, insoles, and they were the first place, I think, I found bamboo clothing. So I bought a very nice bamboo T-shirt from there. And I have not looked back. So that is my influencer audition today. Wow. I mean, excellent, excellent work. Excellent work. This is not what this is. This is taking a turn. This is taking a turn. So, um, yeah, it's, you know, not the product I was expecting from you. What were you um, expecting? I do. Um, I was, well, I would, to be honest, I was expecting like step one, uh, the bamboo pants yeah. um, or, or, you know, yeah, that, yeah, that's, to be honest, that, I mean, I, I don't know who it could, it could have been anything really, but I do, you know, those insoles did save, did save you. Um, and I'm, I'm quite grateful to them uh, because your fall could have been, uh, your could have been, a, it pro- could have, and probably should have been a lot worse. Um and so, so yeah, they did, they did save your, they did save your ankle. So yeah. thanks a lot. So without further ado, let's get Nathan on the line. Nathan, welcome to Drunk Logic. How do? Okay. So, so Nathan and I, we're friends. We're friends, right? We're mates. Um, we're getting there. Ew. Okay. Well, I thought we were friends, but okay. So anyway, so I've never actually heard you speak until just now um you sound i guess a little bit what i was expecting but also very different to simon i'm wondering what the hell happened yeah well simon got out of the ghetto quite early on in his life and i stayed so yeah so you're true to your roots yeah and well, simon is a poser piece of shit no i think i think i've got a uh, a lovely welsh accent like you you don't sound very welsh simon so anyway we've put that to bed um so our big topic today is food and Nathan is a chef. So we thought he would be our perfect, perfect first guest. Um, Simon, do you have any questions for your brother before we start? Now you say you're a chef. Now I've, um, I've had your lovely food once before. Once. Once. Very, very nice. Once. What did he make? Um, well, we had to go to, we went to his restaurant. I think I had, what did I have? Steak, wasn't it? Well, it was that good. You don't fucking remember? No, I think you got duck. No, I, I yeah, I might have had duck actually. It was good. Yeah, yeah, we, we had some food at your restaurant. It was very nice. I wanted to know actually. Do you ever get like do special requests? And what's the weirdest special request you've ever had from someone? What do you mean, like as in a meal or just like? Yeah, a meal. They're yeah, not dietary requirement, but someone come and be really right. fussy. Some people come into the restaurant and say like oh you've got this on the menu but can you do it with this this and that and it's like well well no because the menu's what it is order what you fucking want and don't mess about you know like we get people like saying can you put a candle in some mashed potato for my wife or something and it's like i don't want to be honest i'm sorry did you say a candle yeah so if it's like a birthday Who the fuck puts candles in mashed potatoes? Well, I've never heard of this before. So what happened was they ordered their starters. And when she went to the toilet, he said to the waiter, can you put a candle in her main course? Because she's not going to have oh, a man. Well and truly dead. Well and truly dead. So Fucking like, well, candle and mashed potatoes. You put it in the steak. You, you're jeopardising the steak there, isn't it? So candle, isn't it? In the mash. Done. Lovely. Did you do it? Yeah. Was she made up or? Don't know. I, I didn't really stay around to see what happened. I just cracked over my job time. I mean, I tell you what, like, he's clearly forgotten the cake, isn't he? He's, it's been a mishap somewhere. Well, like, like I said, he, she didn't want a dessert. He, he knew she didn't want a dessert or he didn't want to pay for one. So he just said, put it in a new course. So <laughs> well, I did. No. Fantastic. No, that's bullshit. Simon, if we go out for my birthday next year, don't fucking try and have, have candles smuggled into, cake. into mashed potatoes. That's fucking weird. I mean, maybe you're a bodger and badger enthusiast. Possibly. Possibly. Well, Simon's yeah, really, yeah. really into bodger and badger at the moment. Well, she didn't have her teeth in that night, so something soft. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> what up? <laughs> mm. <laughs> well, 
I know what was for dessert then. Um, yeah. So, so how did you get, how did you get into, how did you get into, well, how did you decide to become a chef? Um, to be honest, it was in, is in high school when I took food technology as an option. Sorry, and high school. In high school, because she's American, isn't it? You've got to like yeah. do it. And, um, he's, being, he's being generous. Shut the fuck up. And son. basically, it was the only class I was allowed to get away with eating in. And I thought, this is all right, isn't it? Okay, fair yeah. fuck. And I was pretty good at it. Like eating? Bit of both, isn't it? Eating, cooking, same thing. Isn't it? Now, Nathan, I do, I do joke with you enough, but I do worry that you're, you're going to get type 2 diabetes with the amount <laughs> of sugar you inhale. Um, nah, well. Nathan goes down to Costco, but he doesn't have a business. He just buys for himself. <laughs> and he used to get, when he used to live with mum and dad, he used to get really pissy with me, like stealing a few Haribo. And like, he's got like literally like industrial sized tubs of Haribo and like all the goodness, like 24 like cookies. Far. And he's getting the right. I, um, I sometimes go to Asda or something. If there's a birthday cake on offer, I'll buy it because it says serves 12 people. And I'm thinking that's a challenge, that is. So I eat it. <laughs> What you're not seeing from Nathan's picture is that he has a crane set up to move him around the house. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, so what kind of what what kind of what so what kind of birthday cake do you like? So like if you're going to the if you're going to Asda, are you just picking up any old birthday cake, or is there like something specific you're looking for? Ma- mainly anything that's on anything that's on offer. I'm not paying full price. It's not a birthday, but you know. What was your birthday? What would you get? Oh well, they, Asda's used to do a nice jammy Dodger one. That was okay. quite nice. Have you tried venturing to Tesco's or Sainsbury's, or are you just loyal to Asda's? It depends where I'm, what I'm nearest to at the end of the day. What is your nearest I mean, shop? Asda's are cheaper. Hmm? What is your nearest supermarket where you live now? Sainsbury's, but I can't afford that. Yeah. Bridge End, how's mm. it, life treating you there? Bridge End, eh. It's all right. It's, uh, it's Bridge End, isn't it? It's, to be honest, I, I moved in just before lockdown. And then I had a year in my you house. Did, like so a I week before. <laughs> he had the no, audacity about a year later. Like, you haven't been down my house. I'm like, by law, I can't. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Could have helped me move in, mate. Yeah. You didn't help He's... him move. Uh, it was a lockdown. Wait, what? Mum and Dad it was a week after. Too. Yeah. It was lockdown literally was like, it was literally like the same week. I love how your selective memory works, Nathan. I, 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 that's a point there, Simon. Something that I've heard you say on recent podcasts regarding the Batmobile, Batman movies that are in the attic. They're mine, just so everyone knows. So he can't be giving away my stuff. As along with the football shirts he gave Erica weeks ago, I didn't know nothing about it. Well, those so, I've had the I've had those shirts for years, and so they're exactly. well and truly mine now. And I don't it. think they would fit you. But a pair, a, according to Simon, now I've heard your side of the story, Nathan, where you had no idea that I had these shirts. Mm-hmm. Um, um, so Simon claims that what happened is that when you were at your parents' house, you were clearing shit out, and uh, every, all that stuff was in a black bag, ready to go to the charity shop or the trash. And Simon saved that stuff for me. No. I don't know who to believe. I don't know who to believe. Clearly me. I, I, I saved my football shirts. So that's all you, you need to You don't. Know. You had them in the black bag at mum's house with I loads of dodgy looking gear. And there was a couple of football shirts and I had a pair of your ID orange Cardiff City away shirt, um, shorts. We had the blue hand mark on them. There was Peter Ankerman's goalkeeper kit and Jason Kumas's um, style top. I dug them out of the bag thinking they're going to look all right. I got home. I've got a million and one football shirts and thought, do you know what? Erica needs a football shirt. I'm not going to buy her one. I'll give you one of Nathan's. <laughs> so you've admitted to taking it by going in the bag and just taking the shirt. Mum said to me, oh, there's a load of stuff for the tip or whatever. Reese has been through. He doesn't want any of it. Do you want to look for Nathan's right. stuff? Sounds like, sounds like we need to get Mandy on the podcast to, uh, yeah a to, bag of black bag stuff that you weren't taking with you and i had it how do you know what i wasn't taking we had a lot of black bags well these were apparently were for the trash yeah, well you know not to trust mum that's your own fault well maybe we, mandy needs to pay you reparations for these shirts 
they're in yeah. good hands. I mean, I, I do, you know, I do take care of them. So thank you for your donation. You're welcome. I know, I know, I know, I know. All right. So, uh, so Nathan, what is I've a two part question, same general topic. What is your favorite food? What is your favorite food to make? Um, it's weird. Like, it's like eating food. I go through stages of like, I'll be eating this for like months because I love it. And then I'll be like, well, I'm going to go on to this. So at the moment, I'm eating a lot of lamb and a lot of leeks. And I just like doing random stuff with lamb and leeks at the moment. It's, it's, okay. I, I don't have a favorite, really. Yeah. Well, I know that you don't like mac and cheese. Yeah. Which is weird. See the point of it. I don't see the fucking point in you. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> I know. I um, know. My favorite does. thing to cook is I like doing a uh, roast dinner. I'm very good at a roast dinner. Speaking of roasties, I don't get to talk to you like this normally. Tell me how you make the perfect roasties. Something I've been perfecting over the last couple of years that I'm still struggling with. Yours are Tell good. me what you do. So you do this at home, right? Obviously. Um, so at home, I would part boil my potatoes. How I would often? drain them until they're part cooked, Simon. It's like there's no No, no but what in. size potatoes? Are we talking like uncut potatoes, the size of tennis balls? You half of them, you're quartering them. Tell me more. Details. You, you cut them into the shape of a roast potato. But roughly what size, Nathan? If you are a there, cookery there's no show. Specific, there, there's no like genuine size guide to roast potatoes. Like it's just you cut a potato until it looks like a roast it. potato. You cut a potato. Yeah. Fine. Great. I'll take that. Fine. But just because <laughs> I'm sorry, like are you being serious? Like you like are acting like this is like groundbreaking advice. No, no, no. Plenty good potatoes. No, no, no. Listen, the reason is I once watched this video, Jamie Oliver was discussing his guide to his perfect potato is getting potatoes as big as you can, not cutting them parboiling those and they are big fat jacket potato sized roasties so i'm interested in because all to do with surface area oil retention absorption i'm wondering the, genuinely what what nathan's going down is he talking you know little potatoes like little crisps or are we talking hence my question right dickheads? so i'm not i'm not taking the piss out of jamie oliver but if you part boil a heart a whole potato and then roast it. It's going to take you ages. So mm. you're better off cutting it. Agreed. It's I agree with thing. you. Um, I normally go for Maris Piper potatoes because that's what work buys for me. Mm-hmm. What, nice are your, what are your... I once went, do you remember the chipper we used to have? The guy who used to run it used to swear by a King Edward potato? Mm-hmm. What, they're, what are your they're, thoughts they're on the King big, But they are a bit pricey. Okay. Do you reckon if you had a, a, a um, roast potato made of King Edward versus Mary Piper, what would win? To be honest, I personally don't give a fuck because that's not where a potato, a roast potato is won. It's like, so like I said, you part boil it. I then, this is a bit industry. Do you know those big yellow builders buckets? Yeah. So we've bought one of those because we only use it on a Sunday for us potatoes because you put that in potatoes in this bucket with your goose fat, your garlic, your rosemary and your seasoning. And when you rumble it, it breaks off and forms a really like crispy crust effectively. You're, cha- and then you're, cha- you put you're chafing the potatoes, right? Yeah, so you, you, you're just rustling them. Yeah. So it's... And what goes in there, sorry? It goes goose fat? So we use goose fat, rosemary, garlic and salt and pepper. Okay, and then the key to it, yeah. yeah, one one of those, and then the key to it is always put your potatoes into a hot tray full of oil. Okay, so there's some recipes the I've read. They suggest having a bit of flour in as well. You you could do. It depends because on how far you cook your potato, but also gluten free people. Okay, so we just do ours as a generic gluten free. We also do vegetarian ones without the goose fat for the boring people, but that's yeah. how we do them. Now, when and you then if you put them boiling, okay, they, they won't stick to the tray, so it's you get a nice even cook. Okay, so you've that's got... how you get. Oh, sorry, 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 sorry. This is fascinating to me. So that's how you get them to not stick. Yeah, is it hot, hot, hot tray? Hot tray. <laughs> now, okay. question. 
parboiling. How long are you parboiling? 10 minutes or two minutes? Depends on the size of your potato. Interesting. Okay. Um, and okay. Um, anywhere between eight and 12, I'd say. Okay, for good. For a decent sized potato. Now, say you're not doing industrial, so you're making roasties at home. I've always been, you know, you put your oil in the pan and you heat that up and then you put your potatoes in. How much oil are we talking? A bit of a drizzle? Are you talking like a puddle? A swimming to, pool? It's enough to coat the bottom of the tray because when you're part cooking it, then you give the tray a shake and it will then coat over the rest. If you understand what I mean? Yeah. And then so, your, these roast potatoes are in the oven now. How long are you cooking them for? Until they're done, it's well, you look at the colour. I mean, ish a standard oven at home, maybe 20 25. Okay, and now are you are you tossing or turning the potatoes midway through cooking, or are you staying the way where they went in? So, this is what I do I would get a cloth in my hand because I don't want to burn myself, get the bot the end of the tray, yeah. tilt it up so all the fat is running down to the bottom, and then toss so it's it coming back. towards you, yeah. No, tilting it away from you. Okay. Interesting. Well, thank you for sharing the the, gu- the guide uh, to uh, roast potatoes. I mean, I've the reason I like a roast di- roast dinner because, obviously, Simon knows we were brought up on mum's roast dinners where you'd get the most overboiled veg and meat and the fattest yuxpuddins in the world. And I thought, I can't be doing this for the rest of my life. So I prepared it, basically. I remember um, when you bought Mum a meat probe and she still didn't really use it. Everything was still well done. No, well, like this is why, like, so on a, when it comes to, to work, I will prep and cook all the veg. I will make this stuff in. I'll make the crackling. I will make the pigs in blankets, the roast potatoes, the Yorkshire puddings. I'll cook the meat. I'll do all the gravy myself because... I have my own ways of doing it all, and my gravy is the world's best gravy. So that's how it happened. Would you would you put that in a competition? Like out of all your roast dinner, is is the gravy you're most proud of? My gravy has been perfected over like years. So yeah. Okay. I mean, when like, are when are we gonna have wrong. dinner? Yeah. It's like when, come, when are you gonna cook? Yeah, we definitely will come down, right, Simon? Yeah. For a roast dinner. Yeah. We do it. Do a nice sharing board as well. You get like half a chicken on it. Are you talking about just going to your restaurant? Yeah, right. Like doing a few in my house. Jesus. I That's baby. rude. What? I baby now. I can't be cooking roast dinners. Baby schmaby. <laughs> that sounds like a personal problem. I want your roast dinner. Like come and pay for it then. Well, so okay, is it the I'll same be- thing? So is it so are you cooking the same thing at, at work? It's not going to be the same. It's not going to be the same. The gravy is always the same, no matter where you go. It's just at at home, I buy cheaper ingredients. Mm, And I've only got to please one person at home, not about 200. So. And I just wondered if if you were any good at making brownies. I know Reese rates himself. Your other brother Reese rates himself as being a good brownie maker. But I mean, nobody nobody's worse than Simon as far as brownies. I mean, he attempted to ruin my 41st birthday. If if I could mute her, I would. Listen, people. Um. My brownies are just a bit gooey. No, they're gross. Just it's honestly disgusting. It's like no, it's no. like eating it's like eating shit. Do you eat that like shit? Eating, then, do you? It's do like you eating shit? runny shit. <laughs> Reese makes a very good brownie. He does the least, to be fair. He seems to forget that I'm the one that gave him showed him how to make a brownie. Like Did Reece, you? in the last few years has started to do a lot of home cooking, a lot of home baking. And during like a couple of years ago, when he first started out, I'd get numerous phone calls midway through the day of how to do this, how to do this. Like I got one one day of how to cook a sausage and nice. he, he put the camera on and I had to walk him through how to cook a sausage. Fantastic. So oh, he does rate himself as a good baker, though. I, I do I do like a brownie. I don't, I've got a few other desserts, like a creme brulee I like to do. Um, steak and toffee pudding's a good one. Bread and butter pudding, there's way, like loads of different variations of that you could do. But 
Yeah. And my favorite are citrusy ones like key lime pies, lemon meringue pies. You got anything up your sleeve for that sort of zesty twist? I could do you like a deconstructed lemon tart in a way with like honeycomb and stuff like that. Okay. Oh, but Simon, Simon, we're trying to be good. We are trying to be good. We're trying to be well, good. Well, if you want, I can send you over a nice uh, lemon curd recipe. Is that healthy? Depends on how you look at life. <laughs> 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 All right, so Nathan, um, you know, while while you're here, what is your favorite American food? Do you know what? In in work, we've over the last year we've done a lot of brisket, and so in that time, I've gone online, I've researched different brisket rubs and stuff like that, and I think I can do a very good brisket. So I'm going to say brisket because I've actually put the time in, into researching the better ways of doing it, you know? How did your barbecue sauce race, rate against, like, bottles bought in the shop? Well, you've had it, haven't you? I can't remember it. At the barbecue? The, but I, I can't remember it. Okay. I don't because I wasn't invited, so. Yeah. It was the one with the bouncy castle, anyway. Oh, the um, one when you um, knocked mum off her feet? <laughs> Probably. She was yeah. in the bouncy castle. It's a kid's bouncy castle jumping and Nathan ran into the outside of it. And like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he went flying. Went fly, fly. It was yeah. funny. Um I, I don't know. I don't really do many bottled barbecue sauces. Just I don't know. It's not my thing, but like, like a rack of ribs. Yeah, fair enough. But so I can't really say if mine's any good, but I like not- it. Nice. My favorite American food is Lucky Charms, the cereal. Big fan. Big fan of their work. I tell you what, I do not like Hershey's chocolate. It's disgusting. However, we've and now we've we've discussed this on the podcast before, very very briefly. Hershey's Hershey's chocolate is dog shit. It's nasty. However, Hershey's cookies and cream is very good. It's the only white chocolate I'll eat. I don't like white chocolate. Have you ever um, tried Milky Bar? No. Because. Milky Bar's pretty good, but but um, there used to be like a, a cowboy character, and um, I think it was widely um, agreed that Reese growing up looked like this cowboy kid, and he could have literally gone to the screen test and become this like childhood star. <laughs> I, I do believe Mum contemplated taking him to that audition as well. Yeah? Was it like open audition yeah, I, think, I think it was an open audition, and they were talking about it, I think. Can you imagine mum being this like agent, <laughs> Reese the star like Britney Spears, <laughs> with his massive Elton John glasses? Oh, <laughs> that kid's cute. Uh, they got teased in school. A Milky Bar or Reese? Bit of both. Bar <laughs> <laughs> with his, and then Reese with his wandering eye in his lisp. Mm. See, now I haven't talked to Reese either. Your vo- I, I will say your voice is growing on me. I quite like it. Thanks. Thanks. You're welcome. I don't I don't know. I don't know how to respond to that. Voice. Yeah, I don't I don't I don't I don't hate your voice. Congratulations. <laughs> it's quite deep, isn't it? It is. It is. You're right. How's it going? You're right. My name's Nathan. So I'm from London, yeah. You're right. Yeah, it's like that's not really how he sounds. I mean, I, I can mean... try and give you a bit of my Simon accent if you want. Go ahead. Oh, oh well, yeah, let's hear this. It's been a few years since I've done this, so it's like, hi guys, I'm Simon, Nathan's older brother. <laughs> <laughs> it used to be a lot better. Wow, talk about a cockney family. <laughs> you are, right? how's it going? I'm Simon, Nathan's older brother. 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 Yeah, he sounds a bit like that back in the day. Did I? Did I? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Everyone come in and go, hi guys. Hi guys. I, that is a phrase I use, and, and um, my son also walks into any room going, guys. So I'm trying to change that guys to fellas. A bit like Butters from South Park. Fellas. Fellas. <laughs> <laughs> it's not working, but I'm trying my best. No. Try harder. Try I harder. I will. Yeah. So, Nate, you got any questions for us? No. No. Um, What's your guys' favourite food? Um, 
so a couple of years ago, before I went to uni, um, I never really had curry. More, more than a couple years ago. Like, it's been a long time. Okay, like 12 years ago. Like when I was 18, I left for uni. And I'd never really tried curry because the only curry I had as a reference was my dad. So he'd buy like six pence Morrison sauce, have no chicken in it or vegetables and literally have it on boiled rice. And that's it. My dad was curry. So I was like, nah. And then when I went to uni, I had proper curry, you know, the accompaniment, you know, really nice naan and, and, and you know, chicken in my food. And it was like, curry is my favorite food. So I had like, I made it for last time, had so many curries and I used to say Indian, but I think now I've leveled. I'd probably say pizza. I don't mean you can go far wrong with a pizza. I love yeah. how you make you make it seem like you went like abroad or like really far away to go to uni to like have this exotic experience. Like Newport. you literally went like thirty miles down the road. Like what well, I would say it, but it's, 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 I could have gone to you know Cardiff College or uni. I, it's the fact I was able to make my own choices and experience stuff rather than mum and dad just buying in you get into routines don't you Mother yeah of buy. course yeah so yeah so i'd say pizza right now mm-hmm. yeah what about you erica see now i i love mac and cheese i fucking love mac and cheese i know i know i know that that makes you die a little bit inside i'm really sorry do you really like sorry. mac and cheese with a bit of brisket in as well like a little bit of, mm. oh fuck yeah some brisket and some mac and cheese Ooh, yeah and some coleslaw Ooh, can you make coleslaw Ooh. Yeah, I can. Is it good? Um, yeah. I'm a real coleslaw. I'm a real coleslaw connoisseur. I really want to have. I really want you to cook for me. I put a bit back. Join the club. Simon, the only reason he doesn't cook for you is just because you're an ungrateful bastard. I'm not. I'm really grateful. I'm really grateful. Every time we meet up, I don't ask you to take pictures of people. So why should I cook? But there have been times I have taken pictures of you, Nathan, and we know full well. Oh, that's strange, because I've heard about I've heard about these photos. Huh. Well, I don't know. I feel like they should be shared. Or I feel like no. I should see. Yeah. I feel like I'm I should see I oh, I mean I've seen sort of like one photo. I've seen one photo, and apparently that's all I'm meant to see. I would like to see the rest. I mean, the rest. Oh. <laughs> well then <laughs> that sounds like a challenge and i accept <laughs> so i I've, I've helped you out in the past nathan um you know yeah, so, well well i mean obviously our listeners are like oh what kind of photos well nathan why don't you say what 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 photos of you what photos did did simon take of you so a bit of background like it wasn't for charity it was for my mate's wedding present me well myself and simon's camera did like a I wouldn't say a nude calendar, but it was very saucy. Like a tongue-in-cheek, no. cheeky photo shoot of Nathan. Writhing yeah. around a bed. I think Yeah, a bed, thing. teddy bears, books, whatever. Yeah, as a bit of a wow. joke to his, uh, his mate. And, Did it go down okay. well? Yeah, he had it on, in his living room. It was lovely. okay so simon why didn't you branch out into this kind of photography some like boudoir photography i mean Um, i'm game i'd I'd like yeah i mean i'd yeah i'll be in your portfolio no i'm good i'd rather stick to what i photograph at the moment (laughs) i've got another question for you because i've i've always wanted to ask like public the public this and see what they think so do you know obviously here in the uk we have like a environmental health score on on food premises so you got like zero to five what would be the lowest establishment you would eat in and why score wise man simon do you want to take this first i start to be honest i because from speaking to you you said to me the difference between a four and a five is mostly paperwork it's 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 difference between a zero and a five there's there's many factors but paperwork could be a reason you lose a point definitely so with that logic you know that sort of insider knowledge i will look five and fours no problem at all three i might give a look at if they've got a nice menu but i don't tend to go for two ones or zeros nah and that's that's just basically based on your knowledge you you telling me that you know and also when you see those stories like in like newspapers of like you know, you know, this one star establishment was, you know, rat droppings in the in the mayonnaise or something. 
I'm like, nah, I'm done. Well, okay, well, what about you? Well, uh, Simon's a bit of a snob. <laughs> I mean, I I used to re- frequent a, a a one a one rated cafe in Newport many years ago. <laughs> it was called Taste of Sweden. And I shit you, it was a Newport arcade and I shit you not, they had the most incredible, it was this one guy, this is one guy and likes his wife sometimes. And he made the most incredible food. It was just out fucking standing. And did he have a one hygiene rating? Yes, he did. Was the food fucking good? Yes, it was. Did I continue going there until it closed down? Yes, I did. <laughs> so yeah. But no, I mean, like I, I mean, yeah, I mean, I would say it, it that's uh, I probably wouldn't make a habit of going to places that have a one rating. Um, but I mean, back in yeah. the day in uni, like, you know, after a few drinks, I didn't care what rating someone had. I wanted food. So I'd say like, I don't know, like in, it depends what state you're in. But like in my like sort of. Oh, no, this is sober. State. This was this was sober at lunchtime whilst I was at work. Oh, okay. So, yeah, no, I wasn't drunk at all. What about you, <laughs> That question is because, like, the common conception amongst the public is that the rating is solely on the hygiene of the kitchen, and it winds me up because it's it's there's a lot more than that. Because, like I said, it's down to your paperwork, it's down to your your restaurant area, it's down to your bar area, it's just down to what you have in the building. Like, if you have a walk-in fridge and a freezer you're going to get a mark for that kind of thing. It's it's what you have and how you keep it. So if you've got a small, dingy building where you can pr- provide the best food and the cleanest food, nine times out of ten, you're not going to get a five because the building is not up to scratch. And I think people don't see, like, know that, you know what I mean? That's really interesting. No, 100%. People definitely don't know that at all, you know? And, I mean, I, I learned that today. And I hope our listeners learn that today. Maybe, you know, if they do see a place that has a, a slightly lower rating, you know, sort of. I mean, don't get me wrong. If, a chance. If, I mean, so, yeah, there are some places where the rats are fucking cooking the food, but that is not. I watched Ratatouille the other day. Fantastic film. Yeah, I mean, what? they can do it. Rats are very talented. Yeah. Well, I'm thinking, so if you've gone to one of these low, lower starred places and you've never had a problem, then I, I, yeah. I would go in there but some people wouldn't but just purely on that rating it's like don't and with with a chef trip advisor is the worst thing in the world really yeah because it's the only industry hospitality is where a member of the public can voice their opinion of that you're doing shit and in my experience members of the public are just uneducated by what they want in a restaurant or something. And it's, but they'll put it on TripAdvisor, they'll get a voucher and come back for free. And it's like, you're a dick. Do you get people like, taking the piss with that? Like, I remember seeing a program years ago, a professional like con men basically pretending to have a bad meal just to get a voucher. Do you get that a lot? You, you, you have, you can get them. Yeah, 100%. We've had people sending food back saying, ooh, there's a long, dark, long dark hair in my food it's like well that chef's bald he's blonde and you know he's gray so it's none of us you know what i mean but yeah. yet they'll get a voucher back for free and it's just yeah it's like if i there's no website where i could come and like rate your jobs is there you know and it's who what gives these people the yeah. right to trip advice you know? although, although saying that saying that nathan i just went on TripAdvisor to see what the reviews are like at your restaurant and they're mm-hmm. very very good they're very good like honestly I've been scrolling through and there are no bad reviews yet all that yeah like I said, not so that's so that's good that's good I mean I can but I can in general I can totally see what you mean though how it would be incredibly irritating for a member of the public to come in and sort of just you know who doesn't just sort of just mouthing off for the sake of it and it really does have a, quite an impact um <laughs> best example of TripAdvisor abuse right where I'm not going to name where I work or anything but we we had to close for an unforeseen circumstance back last year um obviously Simon and you know what I'm on about um so some so obviously we had to cancel reservations and stuff like that the one woman took to TripAdvisor to give us a one-star review 
because of this unforeseen circumstance happened and she didn't get to eat her food. So she was booked in like the week after we closed and she's gone online saying, oh, I was really looking forward to sitting here by ha- they cancelled my reservation, blah, blah, blah. One star review. Well, if you haven't been, you shouldn't be leaving a review. No, agreed. And like, it's not our fault. What happened, happened. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just for the listeners, like, it's nothing bad happened. No one died or anything like that. It was just something happened. <laughs> Mysterious. Okay, it was yeah. okay. Mm. <laughs> it sounds a little sexy. <laughs> A dogging convention. Yay! <laughs> I wouldn't close a restaurant. <laughs> but if the car park's full of people, <laughs> what the fuck are you gonna do? You know, there's just come everywhere. I'm not gonna want to eat like that. I would set up a bar outside in the car park and keep them coming. See, you and Simon are cut from the same cloth. Exactly the same. <laughs> So, so when Simon and I come to your restaurant, because Simon and I are big fans, I mean, we go out to dinner all the time. We like trying different stuff. Um, will we get some, like, will you, uh, will you like come out and like take pictures with us? And like, oh, um, I can come out and say hello, but it depends. Like- can we pretend, can we make, make you out to be like a big celebrity? Make, I'm like, oh my God, she's out here. Oh my God, it's Nathan. People know. I'm not. I'll be like, sign my boob. <laughs> I don't think like what Simon did when he was there. I was working hard and he's just taking pictures of me working really hard. <laughs> he took a photo of me. We're taking secret photos of each other and sent it to the family WhatsApp. <laughs> I, I did one in a spare minute, but when Simon sent his one, I had about 20 orders on. And I'm literally in my head going, Got that, got that, got that, got that. I'm like brushing my tits off. And then Simon just said, zooming in on my face. Yeah, that sounds like something, Simon. You had a kind of city player in that night, it's on the name. Yep. We used to have Keith You went to Bournemouth, the bastard. Look at this, this guy Live. on my calendar back here. Did you hear? They put they put a statement out just now, right? He handed a transfer request and that's why he left. Piece of shit. Yeah. He was our mate. He was our mate. You were the reason he left. You know what? Simon said this to me as well today. Fuck you both. It's not my fault. Kiva. Here's what it is. Has he put anyone else in yet? Uh, Because at the time of recording, this is seven minutes past my on transfer deadline day. Um, Um, Well, the Bristol City guy got rejected. Or Bristol City rejected. Well, I read... That they're in talks with one Bristol City guy, which is not the one you're on about, and they're on about a guy from Middlesbrough. I can't oh, say his name. Itchy Jitchy or something like that. Uchi Ikapezu, yeah. Yeah. I was, Sean I was Morrison <laughs> reckoned he was the hardest player he, he went against. Um, apparently he's a big unit. Look at him, he looks so happy. The bastard. I know. I, at least I get to change this prick over tomorrow. Now, listen, the one thing I've got to say is. Is it is it just messing you up as well, right? Oh, well, right. you know, you know, like Photoshop, and like because back in the day when I was a kid, I remember like it was quite a big deal to have like a photoshopped face on someone else's shirt. So, for example, like you know, um, Lacazette moving to you know, Aubameyang moving to Barcelona, you'd have to wait for the press conference or him playing to get that visual. Like there was, yeah. but nowadays Photoshop is so hot on it. Like I just saw a picture of Kiefer Moore in a Bournemouth shirt playing football. And I'm like, that's clearly not him. It's a Photoshop job. Really? But I see. I, yeah, I'll show oh, you. Yeah. I see enough of these right on social media that sometimes I think these transfers happen, but they're obviously in the, in, in not in that level of development. You know? <laughs> what a dick. Hold on, <laughs> I saw that, Nathan. I saw that. What did you put? <laughs> he was showing off his Whittingham shirt. Yeah. Oh, so, <laughs> does everyone? Do the fans know about this, or is this a secret um, behind the pod? Oh, you know what? Yeah, because we never, um, I don't think, you know, we talked, I think we talked about it briefly in the football episode, because I think I mentioned that I had offered to buy Mm. this Whittingham shirt for you. Yeah. So basically, um, Nathan, when he had lots of money, he, um, did a, 
sorry, before, I've lost some concentrating. That's Keith and Moore. Look at that. It's so realistic. You think he actually scored a goal? Anyway, back. So this Peter Whitnam shirt. Um, Which Nathan, one? He's got three. Yeah, so, but, but two of them were from the Red Poppy match. Um, and the, it was an initiative that the Red Poppy match worn shirts were... Um, and the one was one in one half, one was worn in the other. You could go on and bid for them. So Nathan, I think you, you had the, the both like the first half and second half shirts bidding. And you accidentally won both of them. And if I remember correctly, the shirts cost you between sort of 200 and 240. So in one fell swoop, you had about 500 quid worth of shirts gone. And you were like, shit, son, I, I shouldn't have bought them. Do you want to buy one? I was like, oh, I wouldn't mind. But, you know, I haven't got the money right now. Anyway, fast forward a few years of just like forgetting about it, life moving on. Peter Whitnam obviously tragically passes away. And then suddenly I'm like, oh, Nathan, you know. Yeah, so I, I, then I tried buying this shirt from Nathan and it's gone from, you know, 200 pounds. It's gone up to multiple thousands. And um, Nathan at every step of the, every, every, every opportunity winds me up that he's got these two match-worn shirts. Then he's also since bought another shirt. He's got three match-worn Peter Whitnam shirts in his possession. Can I just say, worn against West Bromwich Albury where he scored a header. I'm saying Premier League That's season. Yeah, I, I don't want that one. I want the one you've got in your other room. Oh, sucks to be you. I offered to buy it for three you, grand. Simon. And then I was like, yeah, I'm not paying three grand for that shirt. I thought, yeah. oh, he's got a new baby on the way. Maybe he'll, you know, be in a wheeling, dealing sort of mood. Nope. There it is. You know where that shirt is was? Is it signed as well? Though. Yeah. Oh, thank you. But it would go. It would go well on this wall back here. I've got another Cardiff one. You can you can buy off me, Simon. Very no reasonable. Thanks. No thanks. <laughs> Simon doesn't want to buy this other Cardiff shirt off me because he got told off by that player at a game we went. <laughs> Didn't get told off. You did. All right. If, if I remember needed. correctly, you asked this player to give you Peter Whittenham's autograph, and he told you yep. no. Yeah. Way after the well, game. But what he's forgetting though. So basically, we went to this. I've heard this experience. story. I've heard this story. Um, and we went to the captain's lounge, and I think four or five players descended on who weren't in the first team came and met us, like Kevin Zahor. Um, who was the, the Ma- Matt Kennedy? Who's sorry? Yeah, Frederick Bombay. Yeah, we had loads, and then one of them was Matt Connolly, who was just like to be honest, he was a decent player for us. He was just a reserve player. So these players who met us before came and sat right in front of us for this Captain's Lounge experience. So bearing in mind, I had just met Matt Connolly. I've already got this, you know, photo and stuff. I politely asked, ah, oh, you know, Matt, like, can you get Peter Williams' autograph? And he was like, oh, uh, uh. I think he thought I was asking for his. But in my head, I was like, I've just met you. He obviously can't remember who he's met because he's, he's a footballer. He's meeting loads of people. But he got a little bit like... Oh, I, I guess I think he was heartbroken with me, you know, a little bit. Ugh. And then at the end of the game, when he promised, well, promised, he intimated that he would look for the signature. He got up and he was so, I mean, he wasn't a quick player, but he, 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 he left like Usain Bolt. He was quick. <laughs> and ever since then, I've got this distaste for Matt Connolly to the point every FIFA game, I'd sell him first, manager gone. But Nathan, for jokes, went and bought a match-worn Matt Connolly shirt and basically tried to give it to me every, <laughs> no wonder why. And every eventuality he's trying to give me. I think you've offered to. I think you've offered to sell that one to me as well, Nathan. Yeah. Why yeah. not? Yeah, you so I've, you know, I, I've tried to get you the Whittingham shirt, but it, to be honest, like if you sold it to me, Nathan, it would go up on a wall. Simon says it would go up on a wall, and I know for a fact it wouldn't, or unless it would go in his dingy garage. No, it will go up on the wall. That, no, it, it's not. It's the hostage bunker. Oh, hostage sorry. Bunker. sorry. Get, get, the term, get the terminology right. I'll get him a sign for his birthday, hostage bunker. Uh, Nathan, thank you for joining us. It's been an absolute cool. pleasure. Cool uh, we've, lear- we've learned a lot. We've learned about, we've learned about the, sad, the sadness of, uh, of a birthday candle in a uh, ring of mashed potatoes. Uh, we learned how to cook roast potatoes that was my favorite part of this yeah i could tell that was your favorite part i could tell it was your favorite part um yeah so no you've been a lovely guest you've been a very a very uh 
a, a great first guest to the podcast. I hope, I hope that you'll join us again. I enjoyed your company and your voice okay. grew on me and I approve. I approve of your voice. I will speak I, with you I again. I'm from taking the piss out of you. So it's, it's all good. Well, it's very, very easy. There's much, much to take the piss out of. I'm a fucking walking calamity. So thank you for being so gracious and kind. <laughs> That's all right. So that was Nathan. Thank you so much, little brother, for coming on and um, yeah. telling us all about roast potatoes in general, really. That, that's all I'm here for. And I, I have my questions ans- answered. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I'll be I'll be honest. I'm, I'm a, uh, I think next time we go out to dinner, like we need to fake somebody's birthday and see if they'll put a candle in just any old thing. Mm. <laughs> maybe maybe the challenge is the most inappropriate food item to have a candle in. Yeah. Like mashed potatoes, pretty shit. But like, I don't know. I mean, like, could you, I mean, I'm sorry, but like, if I came back to my table and it was mashed potatoes and a candle in it, I would just be like, uh, no, sorry. Sorry. Do you know what? I'd be tempted to be like, oh, can you like get a floating candle for some soup, please? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Uh, so yeah, Nathan was a great guest. That was for our first guest. That was he was awesome. Um, I'm serious about having him come on again. I think that would be fun. I've sort of always had this uh, this dream of of having an episode with your brothers and and my sister, basically, so they can just talk about how awesome it was having us as older siblings. Yeah. Um, although I feel like it it would it would descend into chaos, and them just talking about how dog shit we are <laughs> and blaming yeah. us for all their lives woes <laughs> yeah perhaps yeah perhaps perhaps but perhaps. uh but yes okay so shall we get on to the challenge jar let's let's do it let's do it to it all right let's see what we got so for those who are new to this every challenge star every week sorry we have a new challenge jar to t- put out our uh, conversation ability to the tests and these yeah. are randomly random subjects we collated at the beginning of this podcast, like the series, and we haven't looked at it since. So what are we talking about today? Who knows what garbage is going to come out? Um... Hmm, that's actually pretty good. Downtime. Oh, cool. Yeah, so this is a pretty good one. So uh, this is this is actually quite convenient because for the first time in a very, 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 very long time, I actually have some downtime. And uh, do you know what I've been doing, Simon? I mean, you do know what I'm doing, been doing because you know everything. But our listeners, so I sent, I sent, I submitted my my PhD thesis, and the first thing I did was I bought a jigsaw puzzle. <laughs> I find them so soothing and so relaxing. And I tell you what, I was up until 1.30 in the morning last night, this morning, <laughs> just doing a fucking puzzle. <laughs> I got up, I uh, talked to Simon, and then I cracked on doing more of the puzzle for another two hours. <laughs> and then I started my day. Uh, so yeah, so uh, for my downtime, I do love, I do love a jigsaw puzzle. I love reading. Um, I like doing like face masks and like, like doing like, you know, uh, moisturizing my hands, things like that. Um, any sort of little, like, um, anything where I can use some sort of like body, um, body product. Um, I'm down for being moisturized at all times. What about, what, what about you, Simon? What do you like to do in your downtime besides, Besides football manager, which I'll be honest, is becoming not, it's not really downtime anymore because we're very invested in this. Yeah. It's uh, becoming a bit of a, it's, it, you know, it's another one of our side gigs. We've got um, our friendship, which is our primary job in life. Uh, and then we've got this podcast. And then now it's like, I'm really into your football manager career. Um, yeah. So would you, I mean, would you consider us, will you still consider it downtime? Because yeah, just- we, are, we are fucking in it to win it. We're doing very well. Um, we, yeah. So, quick forest green update. Um, I'm untouchable. I am like eighth in the league. Um, got about eight games left. And, um, you know, I'm very much consolidated in the championship with the lowest wage budget knocking around. So, 
um bar from a little Hero. bit of to Hero. do i've had with the board who keeps selling players um because the offers are too good to turn down um but i respect their decisions you know they're a great board but um yeah so yeah update very good forest green you know and also in real life they're amazing um i'm not a proud owner of some um bamboo uh, forest green uh shirt which i wear with pride to bed um and to the football the other day actually i wore it to um, my kids football um yeah, so no, Forest Green are great. But aside from Football Manager, um, my downtimes normally consists of um, video games in general. Big fan of, you know, uh, you know that sort of thing. Um, I quite like listening to music. I'm really into my music. So um, I've listened to it on my, um, on my Apple Pods or um, on my um, Neurophones and listen to music. Yeah. Um, I've got a dartboard that um, my garage is a bit cold at the moment, but in the summer I was out there a couple of hours a week and I was getting better. So I'd probably say darts. Um, and yeah, just, just a lot of time just chatting to family or going to see Cardiff play in my downtime or your stuff that we've kind of talked about already or stuff that's featured in other episodes or episodes we've, we've, we've given a whole, a whole title and episode to. So yeah, no, it's such a man of simple pleasures, really. Um, I used to enjoy my running and I do hope to get back to some sort of exercise one day. Um, but yeah, no, yeah, but downtime is, is, is precious, especially when you've got the children and stuff. So yeah, just, you know, getting them down to bed as quick as I can and cracking on my evening. Um, one thing I do quite like doing, which you can't do with, with like normal video games is, um, we're playing manager. I quite like watching, like binge watching a show. Um, so I'm watching the American office at the moment and uh, yeah, I'm getting through it on a rate of knots and yeah, some would argue myself included that I'm maybe not appreciating the full nuance and, and creative talent that is the office, but you know, I haven't got nine series worth of television's time to sit down and watch it solely. So the fact that I can multitask and make the most of that time whilst appreciating it is, is fantastic. So, um, yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Well, that was a good, that was a good challenge jar. That was easy. That was, I mean, most, I haven't, I haven't, we haven't really struggled with any of these yet. Um, Maybe we should so get we, our family and friends to come up with random stuff and put, we, we sort of find a way of getting it in the jar without us seeing it. And then. Um, I'm not really sure how that would, I mean, you take the jar with you the next time you go to your parents' house. Mm, I don't I think I'll work out logistics but that may be for series two okay 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 so um so that's been this episode of Drunk Logic welcome back Simon it's nice to be back it's nice to be back recording it's nice to see your face it's nice to uh you know get back on back get back on the podcast wagon indeed it's been a pleasure um thanks to Nathan for um coming on as always we've forgotten one thing erica before we sign off oh, we've got to review these disgusting drinks so i've got to be honest out the box i think our ratings out of 10 i'd give that a solid two maybe it's it, it's not great sorry thatchers no just... i i i uh, uh, like i'm i mean i give it a one i give it a one like i don't want that like this rest of this is going uh, down the drain could you give it a zero I, is that a, is that do you do zero well, well i mean we've, we've just been doing one to ten so i think one, one is bad enough so mine's a two um you yeah. won't see this video on social media um because no one's no. gonna retweet bad reviews <laughs> yeah, yeah it's like hey thatchers we hate your fucking cloudy lemon cider um yeah for yeah, fast forward two weeks and we've got the worst <laughs> yeah suddenly we've got like you know hate crimes and twitter bans going on because we're being mean so no yeah. um you know don't go telling it's them and i know they do that just do do nice other siders but um this ain't I it think, i don't think we're gonna this... be seeing this next year no on the shelves no like if you have any more of it like give it oh you know what reese will drink it i've give got it two reese. cans left that reese will have these give it to reese give it to yeah. reese yeah. um yeah so this has been uh yeah, thanks for thanks for joining us as always. We appreciate we appreciate our listeners. And uh yeah, if you have any comments um or questions, you can always email us at hello 
at drunklogic.co.uk. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter. Our handle is at the drunk logic. We're trying to, we're, we're, we're going to sort out TikTok. We're going to sort there's my, my son is, is walking around the back there. Hey, Riggs. Um, Check me out. um yeah so we're gonna you know we're gonna try and i think i think you know we need to do something on tiktok we need to do a little bit more on youtube um essentially watch this space we've got plans we've got big plans for this podcast and we're thrilled that you're along um along on the ride yeah definitely and and again any ideas you've got or any and you know we want as much engagement involvement from from the people who listen to us and um yeah we'll see where this goes but yeah we've got some ideas um of how to make the most of the platforms and uh yeah just bear with yeah if you i mean if you if you think that you would be a great guest if you want to talk to us about something on the podcast get in touch with us let us know um, or you'd, someone oh. wants to help us manage social media because we are useless at it hey we're doing okay with it we're doing okay we're very busy people we're very busy yeah. people we do a lot on instagram stories um so yeah, so if you are social media savvy, and if you do have an Instagram account, that tends to be where we where we post most of all is Instagram. Um, but, I think uh, we need to like you know if we try and post on Twitter at the same time, but obviously Twitter keeps it forever, which is great. Um, but yeah, the TikTok, and I think another place to archive our stuff would be YouTube. But as you can tell, what this very boring conversation we're figuring out at the moment. So um, yeah, we are watch, watch this space. Out. Yes. So, so thanks a lot and we'll see you next time. Bye.